So welcome back to another Wiki Weekdays podcast. Yes. And I am Lucas Holland and uh, I'm joined by Carl. Yep. Hello, I'm Carl Smallwood and today, Lucas, I believe we're talking about supervillains, but specifically lesser known ones. Yeah, and I want to clarify that like lesser known doesn't mean that we've managed to find something that like comic book nerds are going to like never have heard of or anything. It's just generally something that isn't hasn't been in like a mainstream movie that everybody knows about. Just like yeah. something a little bit more off the side that people are less likely to know. Yeah, just something off the beaten track, which I think is like, you know, kind of the theme of like, you know, wiki weekends and wiki weekdays is just tracking down stuff that we think is interesting and uh, is like, you know, lesser known or at least finding information that we think is lesser known and sharing it with everyone and having a laugh while doing so. Yeah, because, like, it's one of those, if you know, with any fan base, especially, like, one that um, people delve into so much as, like, comic books. Yes. It, when you say something's obscure, you're going to be like, well, I knew about that. Or... It's like, yes, but it's not my mainstream part. Or my favourite comment, which is, I can't believe you didn't mention, insert thing that they like. Mm-hmm. It's, like well, it's almost like we're different people with different interests. <laughs> Uh, but without further ado, Lucas, we'd like to introduce us to your obscure supervillain from either, you know, DC or Marvel history. Um, uh, while I remind everyone listening at home that you can vote for which wiki should win this week um, uh, in the comments section of, uh, of the YouTube video you're watching or wherever this happens to be uploaded. Let us know whether you think Lucas won or Cal won this week. Yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hello. We are, you know, this is the video version. And then um, you can also find us on, like, you know, podcast services around the globe as well, if you want an audio version instead, rather yeah, than that's... to, like, pay for YouTube premium to be able to lock your phone while you watch a YouTube video. It, it, it frustrates me so much. Yeah, I, I find that weird, though. Like, when you said, like, around the globe, I think that's a bit big edit, isn't it? I remember, like, no, you can. And we do have, like, a yeah. lot of, like, you know, fans of fact like, in America and other countries. And it still surprised so, me to this day. Thank that's you. That's not good. So who have you brought to the table, Lucas? And what villain? What obscure comic villain have you got? Oh, I'm back. Oh, yeah, I just thought you were staring really intently at your screen for a second. (laughs) Because you froze on my end. I was like, Hmm. are you really reading this carefully here? So hopefully I can remember to cut that. But yeah, just a little internet connectivity issue there. But uh, yes, today I have um, brought something that is from the Marvelverse, but mainly okay. because, like, it popped up on Marvel Snap as a card that, like, randomly kicked my ass, and I was like, I've never even heard of this character. <laughs> like, <laughs> who is this? Just this this villain comes in and stomps your ass, very much like a comic book. Character yeah. you've never heard before comes in and stomps your ass. It's like, there we go. Establish no him as a threat straight away. The Warf effect. Yeah, and that character that stomped me was um, Mary Walker... And we're covering the Earth 616 version, and that is also known as Typhoid Mary. Okay, when well, you said Mary Walker, I'm like, that name does not ring a bell, and that's their, their supervillain alter ego then there, Typhoid Mary. So are you aware much of Typhoid Mary, Carl? I'm aware of the name. Like, you know, Typhoid mm-hmm. Mary, it's like the, the lady years ago, like in like the Middle Ages or something, I think it was. or like, I don't know, that area of English history and like, European history is very murky, but she was just a lady who just was a carrier a disease typhoid infected a bunch of people. And now it's like, you know, just a, a term commonly used to describe someone who knowingly or willfully spreads a disease. 
It's probably changed yeah. like, COVID, like COVID Karen now, shouldn't they, really? <laughs> That's the like, like, it should just be COVID Karen. We, we've encountered many a COVID Karen. I'm we sure. have indeed. So I've just like Googled the name and just the first picture is them with swords about to stab Iron Fist in the face. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's a villain. It is. And they, um, they're current aliases Typhoid Mary. Mm-hmm. They're other aliases. Um, okay, these are going to be some good. Where are band names? Let me hear some band names. Typhoid Mary sounds like a pretty good band name. I think from the looks of it, Typhoid Mary is probably the best one we've got. Um, okay. Code names are Bloody Mary or Mutant Zero. There's a um, lot of Mutant Zeros, isn't there? There is, yeah. <laughs> Nicknames Deus Ex Man and Red. I like Ooh, Deus Ex. Deus Ex Man's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously playing like Deus Ex Machina. Actually, yeah. and they better be fucking powerful to um, earn that moniker. Impersonations Daredevil and Siren. But and then other aliases are Linda Loman, Lila, Mary Walker Fisk. <laughs> so she must get married to fucking Wilson Fisk at some point. Oh, impersonated why? Uh, Mary Mazidis, I want to say, uh, Sister Elizabeth, and just Typhoid. That's the one that's like, how did she impersonate Daredevil? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, and, um, I'm guessing well, just, like, the, the outfit, like, Daredevil. Because the thing I've watched, like, in that Daredevil show, that outfit is very form-fitting. Is, like, yeah. you can see a lot, you can see, like, the sculpted, likeness of, like, Matt Murdock's ass. I'm wondering how, like, you know, a woman with a svelte figure and, like, you know, pronounced bit, like, bust and hips. Like, you know, how did they impersonate that? Especially with, like, long hair and not being blind. Yeah, I mean, I guess she only needs to impersonate Daredevil long enough to just stab you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's one problem that uh, Daredevil doesn't have. And, Either, um, I, affiliations, Carl. What's that, sorry? Affiliations for this character. Okay, go it. says Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> the truest villains of all. <laughs> it's the Catholic Church. Like the real big bunch, dick villains. A bunch of um, former affiliations, like the Sisterhood of Mutants, um, the Hand, Kingpin, Black Hats Gang, Deadpool, the Shadow Initiative, okay, we, Psyche, we... Symbiote Hive. But like, yeah, just when it comes up, like Typhoid Mary about to just stab Iron Fist, what's her affiliation? The, the Catholic Church. No, no sex before marriage for you. <laughs> no dating out of wedlock. Oh, which one of those like groups though would you most want to join, and why is it Black Cats Gang? Well, I was gonna say the the Sisterhood of Mutants as well because think, it's just oh. like like Lady Deathstroke and Psylocke and shit. Oh, man, is there like any female villain who's been done dirtier than Lady Deathstrike? Like she, her entire character is like boiled down to, like cracking knuckles. That is literally all she is in like the one movie she appears in. It's just I like, mean, if you're talking just movie appearances yeah. alone, yeah, that that was done dirty. If just like, oh my god, it's a character that like Wolverine, Wolverine can't even beat, and then just like shoves a pipe down her throat and immediately kills her. Yeah, like, like oh, she's a cool character. It's like it's Wolverine, but a lady. But she has like the the cool thing like she has actual claws like claws more akin to what an animal has. She Edward hands it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Wolverine, oh, he's an animal, but his claws are not you know like as analogous. I hate this word analogous. Analogous, analogous yeah. as to what an animal's claws be, whereas hers are because they come out of their hands, like you know, like mm-hmm. a cat's claws. You're just like you know, and she, I thought the actress was really good as well. 
Like she really yeah. portrayed that like cold stoicism quite. Do you know the bit where like um uh, like she walks into the office like Mystique's impersonating her, and to impersonate her she has to like do the really like you know just purposeful like power strut. Yes, yeah. But then she keeps that strut when she's um uh, impersonating the uh, um the janitor. So she walks like a woman when she's impersonating <laughs> the janitor. <laughs> oh, it's kind of a shame. Does it? I always look. I just think she's been done way dirty by like the Marvel movies. Like she's not the Marvel, mm-hmm. like the X Men yeah. movies. Yeah, specifically the X Men ones, I guess. Yeah, because the names are so um, Lady Deathstroke. What a name! And yeah, like it, it. She seems like such a cool character. Like I don't know too much about her, but like just the idea that she's basically Wolverine, but you know, this like badass lady who's a you know a bit more of like a villain slash antihero kind of character mm-hmm. with like. As we say, like the proper just claws coming out of her hands, it's like it's damn cool. I am always weirded out though, because obviously someone else mentioned X twenty three. It's like that's what fem- that's female Wolverine, literally, because like, mm-hmm. she takes on the mantle. I don't yeah. like that she only has the one claw in her foot. I mean, she, I she has, like, like I the get two it in her hands and the one in her foot. It's like she's still got the three claws on either side, like Wolverine. No, she only like, has two still- in her hands. Two in her hands and one on each foot. Yeah, so, like, so she has still three got in six total. Claws but... all together. But just for me, just like Wolverine. But yeah, just from like you know the symmetry, the symmetry aspect. I don't like that. I, I, I mean, I quite like it, but it should be like either one, one in every limb or two in every limb. For me, but um, yeah, I I was correct. Yeah, she is married to a uh, Wilson Fisk power couple, <laughs> Typhoid Mary over here, and we do have a quote from oh, oh, yeah, Typhoid from the Mary okay. herself. Um, she says, "When I was a li- when I was little, I had a pair of red rubber boots. My boots took me places. One day they got lost. I thought they were hiding under my bed, but they're gone. I miss them, all of them. One of us is tender. One of us is not. One of us takes vengeance. All four tied in a knot." Oh, is this gonna be like a split personality dealy? Because that's exactly interesting. I love characters who have like split personality. One, it's an interesting like character trait, and two. Because writers sometimes get it real fucking bad. Sometimes car- like writers just don't understand what split personality is. Which she like, have he- split personality technically. Uh, she oh, has, okay. Like, it, it, it is, but it's not labelled. It's dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, that's, yeah, cause it's, that's what it is in our world. Isn't it? Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of contention about whether it does exist. And if it does exist, it's not split personality. It's dissociative identity. You're right there. But I just love sometimes writers just, like, fuck it all the way up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure that's happened with this character in the past at some point. Well, of course, yes. Um, it is the way that things go. Like, it's re- really hard to, like, do a good job of portraying, um, like, you know, mental disorders and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but As we go say that... grow to learn more about them. Yeah. Um, it says that this causes her to have two abnormal... Oh, is this powers and abilities now? No, this is personality still. Oh, okay. Tell me um, about it. So it causes her to have two other abnormal alters in addition to her main seemingly normal one. Uh, Mary was a demure, quiet pacifist. Typhoid was audacious, lustful, and vicious. And Bloody Mary was merciless, brutal, and hated all men. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? Do you know, the thing is, I need to know now who wrote her comics. Uh, Let's have a look. Creator. Who's the creator listed? Creator. Does it say on the wiki? Uh, creator's an appearance. Um, 
Anna Nicenti and John Romita Jr. Oh, okay then. You're okay then. I don't mind that. So I was just thinking, so, like, is this a kind of like she woman. hates all men? That sounds like something written by a woman with a tongue in her cheek or a man who's like, fuck women! So it sounds like Apparently it was written both. a collaboration between a man and a woman. Okay. And um, Mary occasionally manifested a fourth alter, Walker, who acted as a moderating influence on the others. Just like a fourth one coming in, being like, hang on, hang on, guys. That's a busy subconscious right there, isn't it? It's like, uh, it's... this could be an interesting character to see. It's like after watching the Moon Knight show and like seeing mm. Oscar Isaac, just like, he looked like he was having so much fun playing two characters at once. All three characters, Carol. Oh, well, that's the spoiler, isn't it? Do you, ever, do you watch like the making of where they talk about how secretly we hinted at the, the third personality all along? And I was like, no, they didn't. And then I rewatched it, and it's like every time he looks in a mirror, because like mirrors are a huge like theme in that show. Like you sometimes see the mirror; it's a different person looking back. And I thought they did do that. Just every now and again, the mirror who sort of like a third person will look back. Or oh, Joe, when you see his reflection, they always show mm. two, so you can see, or three, so you can see all three personalities at once. It's I like, was gonna say, do they do it where the like the reflection in a reflection is actually the third one or yeah. something like that? And it's like you know what you ha- and that's the thing as well. Not only did Oscar Isaac have fun. The, also, the people like you know making that show, writing it, had fun because like they would think, how many mirrors can we get into this thing? Yeah, of course. Like that, that must have been though such a frustrating thing to film. Of like, how many mirrors can we throw into a filming sequence? It's like, stop. We yeah. need the camera to be somewhere. Yeah, so if people don't like mirrors or a ball eight like, to film with, because they re- you can sometimes see the camera in them. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me a little bit of uh, I think it's John Wick two or three. I forget which one is the one with where he fights Ruby Rose. I think it is his way fights Ruby Rose in like the, the Hall of Mirrors. And mm. um, the director of photography just went over to the director and went, look, there's no fucking way we are going to be able to um, film this without the camera appearing in it. So just shoot the action any way you want and we'll just CGI them all out. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> they realised like, the, the, the set was so cool looking, they didn't want to limit how they could film it by not worrying about the camera appearing in reflection. Because went, Fuck it, we'll just CGI it out when it appears in camera. We want the filmy action because this, this set looks so cool. Like, that just sounds like the director's nightmare, doesn't it? Like, where are we filming today? Oh, just a hall of mirrors. That's <laughs> all fucking fuck? great. Great. Fantastic. Oh, dear. That, that, uh, that is, that's a character for the modern age. It's just like, they hate all men. But yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like a character that's really going to do well on the inside. We couldn't even get a She-Hulk show where they, like, joke about it. Like, the most gentle mm-hmm. ribbing towards, like, weird nerd men. So I remember when that show came out and they have the, the scene in it where it's, like, um, the, the men leaving the comments about She-Hulk of, like, oh, we, why does every, like, um, uh, comic character have to... Or why does every superhero have to have a female alter ego now? And I remember oh, I went right. to a fact theme video we'd done on... I don't know which character it was, but female superhero... And I tried. There was a comment that was literally almost that verbatim. Where the 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 writers who made this show, they now, mm. they were like right yeah. on the money when it came to this one. Yeah, like they predicted so much of the reaction to that show before, yeah. like obviously it had even come out. Which was really, which is simultaneously impressive, but also not impressive when you realise it's really easy to predict the reaction of weird men online to anything mm-hmm. involving superheroes and a woman. Yeah, but it did really make the like, show. Feel like it was reacting to um, uh, 
criticism, even though it wasn't, because, you know, it was filmed, like, you know, years, like, you know, yeah. over a year ago. Like, for example, when they were like, oh, we've got Wong in this one, so now we've got, like, the shield from Twitter for the week. Yeah. And it's like, that's genuinely what happened. Yeah, and it's, I, I commend the writers of that show, because, like, she one of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s powers is breaking the fourth wall. The, the fact that the show itself was referencing things that were happening in response to an episode that aired the week prior, but they filmed six months to a year ago was really mm. impressive, and it made the characters, it broke the fourth wall even harder, in a way, and helped yeah. sell, like, you know, that aspect of the character. And um, I'll only go briefly over, like, the early life of this character, because um, basically, like, the, the there's some sensitive material of, like, her father abused her and stuff. Ah, a common trope. Uh, hence, in- hence, like, the hatred and the... Um, the you know the the mental break in her character to our yep. new alter ego that then like hated men. Um, it does say she um met Matt Murdock before he became Daredevil. Um, he was there to attack a villain at the brothel where Mary worked. To his surprise, the girls working there defended him, and then in a moment of panic, he lashed out against the women, knocking Mary out the window. At that moment, <laughs> Mary vowed that she would never allow a man to hurt her again, and she became Typhoid Mary. Are you telling me that Matt Murdock accidentally kicked a woman out of a window who was a victim <laughs> yeah. of a sex crime, and we've never heard that brought up before? Are you telling me that's a thing Matt Murdock did in a comic book? Apparently so. But he accidentally kicked her out a window? <laughs> okay. Is, the The Daredevil section of this goes like, some places in a very short period of time. Okay, the thing as well, do you think that Matt Murdock, like, Joe, because he's a lawyer, could he hmm. use the excuse, I'm blind, for doing that? <laughs> like, I didn't realise I accidentally kicked her off. I'm blind, but Matt Murdock, your superpower's made out of sea, right? Well, technically I can't see, per se. <laughs> oh, dear, but yeah, uh, so to do with Daredevil... Okay, tell me uh, a, a interaction with Daredevil after being kicked out of a window. So, yeah, when she's Typhoid Mary, uh, Typhoid frequently worked for the Kingpin, who then uh, obviously she ended up marrying, and often battled Daredevil. During this time, she had a romantic relationship with Matt Murdock. Oh, so she didn't know that Daredevil was Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, I don't know who this character is, but it says, during the Axe of Vengeance, Doctor Doom sent her to defeat Power Pack. So she's also working for Doctor Doom as well. Uh, I'm very confused. Power Pack, I'm not sure who they are, but that's like, that's a another day right there. That's, your, that's another wiki weekend right there. <laughs> it is. Um, at one time, Daredevil manipulated Typhoid into bed, tricked her into reverting to her Mary persona right before he had taken her or he had her taken away in a straitjacket. <laughs> like, he, he tricks a woman into bed to made then had get a her mental to, break. Like, I'd have committed have, yeah, to him. Disassociate from, like, the typhoid Mary persona in her head to then just trick her and Man. send her away in a straitjacket. You know what? The fuckboy Matt Murdock persona <laughs> in She-Hulk is really starting to, cut, like, you know, make sense now. Like, fuckboy Matt Murdock is just, like, you know, tricking women into bed and then doing the, like... It's not even thing of like you know leaving and not calling, just having a committed to a mental <laughs> hospital so he doesn't have to talk to her again. Like, That's Jesus some next Christ, level. Man. Just like I really hope he bed. went to fucking confession after that. 
That's like Matt Murdock's a committed Catholic and he's just tricking women into sleeping with him and getting him sent to hospital. Like, he is up there as, like, number one fuckboy in the Marvel universe. Oh, he is, yeah. That's one of the things I found hilarious, like, in the She-Hulk show. Like, well, Matt Murdock wouldn't sleep with um, a random lady. It's like, that's all Matt Murdock does. (laughs) They talk about it in the Daredevil show, don't they? Like, Matt, you're blind. Why do you always go out with total fucking smoke shows? And he's like, yeah, Mm. all right. Oh, God. Um... That's incredible. Matt Murdock kicked her out a window. (laughs) Slept with her, got a sent to a mental hospital. Fucking sick, says Matt Murdock. Oh dear. And then it says that, you know, um, not to be a character in fucking New York and not get like the perfect trifecta down of like the three characters that she's notable for um, having confrontations with the Daredevil, Spider Man, and Deadpool. So there we go. <laughs> that's, that's it. Just the three. Those are the three. And it's like. Yeah, it goes through, and we could talk about uh, the fact that, yeah, she was also working for Lady Deathstrike later on. She was the first recruit for the Sisterhood of Mutants. And she then she was like also thing. seen. She doesn't sound that great. She got kicked out a window and just. <laughs> but someone who well, hates men. She certainly fell for the same guy. Literally, in one case, like more than you'd think. Yeah, and then, like. For somebody that hates men, ending up with Wilson Fisk of all people, who's like literally three hundred percent man. He's like this. <laughs> He's so much man. Uh, yeah, so, we don't know which personality uh, fell in love with Fisk, though. We don't know. We don't, and I guess then, like, to see how impressive Mary is, yeah, we'll go to you know the powers and abilities section. I want to hear this. I'm guessing each one has a distinct power set or something like that. Uh, no, it just straight up looks like she's a mutant that possesses like a number of powers. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, the effectiveness of her power set differs on which altar is in control. Okay. Innocent Mary and Walker typically have no access to her powers. Um, Typhoid, Bloody, and Mutant Zero all access her telepathy, telekinesis, and pyrokinesis to varying degrees. Um, although Mary cannot access her own powers... Typhoid has occasionally expressed their powers through Mary while Mary was in control and without Mary realizing it. Oh, so at any point, like she could just like throw fire at someone because just not know. another personality decided fuck it. Well, that's like, well, pyrokinesis is such a terrifying power to have and not know that you have it. Because yeah. pyrokinesis, <laughs> the control of flames and fire, doesn't necessarily mean that you are immune to the effects of being on fire. Nope. You can you can create fire, but you're not immune to its effects. That's terrifying. Um, she has the power to ignite, extinguish, and control slash manipulate fire. And it does have her, um, her energy projection at a six on which the is, power grid. Which is good. Like, the, the maximum That's is seven, which is, like, nigh omnipotent or godlike um, in Marvel, like, canon. And then, um, yeah, she on the power grid. Nothing else is, like, ridiculous. Her fighting skills are four, um... Intelligence of three, and then strength, speed, and durability all at a two. The average human, then, of like you know her weight and build. The thing for me is just above, yeah. Do you really be that good at fighting if you can just set the person on fire? <laughs> like most people that's, that's aren't good at fighting well. when they're on fire. Like unlike um, some other characters, like pyrokinesis, she can ignite it. Yeah, so she can create. She doesn't need a fire; like she can create it. Yeah, because if you can ignite fire, like you can ignite anything. Yeah. We have it in like the the X Men movies, don't they? They have like the guy who controls fire, and he says, 
I can only control the flames. I can't create it. And Magneto's yeah, so like, that, like that... little Zippo lighter around yeah. with it. And Magneto just looks at him and goes, "You're a fucking idiot." As long as you've got access to like a basic object, you can get near enough anywhere on Earth. You are a god. So yeah. as long as you've got a lighter, you're effectively invincible. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm pretty sure like that character normally carries around like a massive flamethrower or something. Yeah, he has a flamethrower attached to his back usually. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, is the smart thing to do when you need fire to use your powers. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh my god. <laughs> okay, tell me it about It does tele- say here, the telekinesis is something that kind of we've already alluded to in the past being way more powerful than it sounds. Okay. A telekinesis is she can levitate small objects over short distances. Yeah, which sounds like weak telekinesis. But does she do the thing that we've always talked about? Of like, just because you can only lift up a small object doesn't mean you can't use it in an offensive manner. Does she, like, well, make shit um, float around? The only thing it mentions is more defensive. Okay. Um, it says, you know, she can move weapons um, under 10 pounds, i.e. knives, razors, etc., make a knife spin in place, or retrieve her weapons if they are dropped. She can do says, Yoshimitsu's, like, back-back um, uh, square. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just that power alone is the scariest thing ever. Like, in a fist fight oh, yeah. against any street-level hero, if just like she's there, just with her regular self, but off to the side is a spinning knife. <laughs> You're gonna win that fight nine times out of ten because like yep. doesn't matter how bad she is at throwing a punch. If at any point that knife just comes at you, oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, her um, bloody Mary persona often gathered and assembled small metal objects into improvised battle armor. That's amazing. I'm cool. just like picking up scraps from the streets. It's and pans like, robot. made out of like scrap armor. That's good, yeah. That's what uh, like Toph does, isn't it? In like um, Avatar, mm, which is yeah. like just like dies through a metal door and wears it like armor. So again, like that limited amount of telekinesis she has, it just sounds like if you can utilize it creatively, it's so much more powerful than it sounds. Yeah. So oh, well, you've, I've got telekinesis. I can only lift up an object that weighs ten pounds. Okay. Do you know what weighs less than ten pounds? What's that? A razor blade. How mm-hmm. fast can you move the object? Well, as fast as I can think. Okay, so a razor blade traveling at 300 miles an hour. You can't think of a way that's scary or could be useful in a fist fight. <laughs> yeah, because it never says at any point, like, when it says she can move razors. It says over short distances. It doesn't say how fast. Yeah. Even if it's only over, like, you know, short distance, like, just having, you know, a knife just floating in front of you, pointing forwards. Just having a razor blade... At any point in your back pocket that could just slice their throat. Yeah. Realistically, that like that's what she could do mid-fight. Also, I've said like my thing. Do you remember we talked about Bullseye? And I talked about like, mm-hmm. firing hot dogs at people? Imagine that. Just like, you know, random small <laughs> objects in the environment. Like, do you know when your opponent's like running towards you? And you just imagine yeah. just like, you know, bits of debris off the floor. Like, you know, a newspaper just flies into the face so they can't see. Yeah. And um, Carl, just reiterate the hot dog moment if people okay, aren't aware. So we were talking about in a previous um, uh, Wiki Weekends, or Wiki Week, I forget which one, about Bullseye the hero who can just throw objects with like unerring precision. And I said, can you imagine if like, you were walking down the street and he fired a hot dog into the back of your throat? Like, if you were just holding a hot dog and went, pew, and just fired it at you? Because he could. Because like, the moment you open your mouth... Bullseye is precise enough to throw the hot dog you in. Could yeah. just lob a hot dog down your throat and choke you out. What are you gonna do? That's the thing. Though she could do that, but she could do it with like ten hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, like, imagine you're just fighting, just like just getting slapped with hot dogs. 
or water or a wet, or a wet towel. <laughs> it's like, you know, the possibilities, and I'm glad that we've covered a hero or a villain in this case who actually utilizes telekinesis in an interesting way that's not just pushing people over. Mm-hmm, yeah. And um, I'll, we'll just cover her telepathy because that's the last of her power yeah. set. Um, so it so says she can implant mental suggestions in the mind of others. She can induce sleep in a weak-minded individual and so men. animals. Yeah, so most men. Mm. <laughs> yeah, most men. Uh, create sensory ghosts as a distraction, causing people to look away. Um, that's actually like, really clever. Yeah, that's, that's a, real, a real again. Uh, this character, character a ghost. Uh, that's mean. No wonder she kicked your ass in Marvel Snap. <laughs> His powers. Are, she's not that powerful, all things considered. But utilizing her powers in this way of like, okay, she's not that powerful a telepath, but she is skilled enough to make you think you saw something out the corner of your eye. And she's also clearly like quite a smart fighter. Yeah. It's like, she doesn't really need to be that good at fighting if she can just make you think, like, you know, your phone's gone off in your back pocket, and you're like, oh, what's that? Bang. Punched in the face. From off camera. And this bit, like, sounds really fucking powerful if you utilise it the right way. Okay. While she is typhoid, she can compel people to take simple actions without thinking about it, like reaching for a blade or kissing her letting her predict their next move or guiding them into traps. Oh, man, she can make you step on a Lego. Yeah, she could. And then she could move the Lego there in front of you. <laughs> like, take one step forward, bam, there's a Lego under your foot. Oh, you never rough. knew. She just meant you do that, that Like, two items in her back pocket at all times, a razor blade and a Lego brick, and oh, that's man. all you need. Like, do you know that scene in like, Home Alone where like one of the wet bandits just steps on that nail? Oh. It's like the worst thing ever. Imagine she could just do that they all do the time. do it so slowly in that shot. That's what gets me every yeah. time. Because then you think you'd feel it after the first like inch <laughs> it goes in, but he puts his foot all the way down. Oh, and then the last note on it, she uh, apparently has the power to psionically seduce men using a comp- combination of behavioral psycholo- psychology and telepathic prods to make them quickly become obsessed and fall in love with her. The thing is, though, I've like you know, got a page open here. I've not scrolled down it because I've been waiting to you cover it, but just a picture is she's like an attractive redhead. Does she really need to like do that? So, ooh, she can psionically seduce men. It's like, she's hot. And yeah. she's a little bit crazy, which is, we all know is all you need in that universe. In the Marvel Universe, if you're a redhead with a fiery personality, you're going to get laid. I mean, it's not wrong. So you have like, the well, I say like Matt Murdock can attest, but like Matt Murdock's just like with everyone. <laughs> it's like you don't need. Like, Matt Murdock just like have I hit it? He's like, no, I will. I'm gonna hit it. Oh, Footboy um, Matt Murdock. Yeah, man. paraphernalia <laughs> for um, typhoid Mary here. Uh, so as mutant zero, she's got a full suit of body armor that enhances her physical strength and arsenal of weapons. It's even scary. Her weapons. Yeah. It just lists guns, swords. That's it. Just like she doesn't need anything special. That's the thing. She's just a pragmatist. Gun. Mm-hmm. Like, there's very few people in that you know, universe who should probably deal with on a day-to-day basis who can stop a gun. I mean, yeah. Like, if you're doing hit work for like Wilson Fisk, he's not like he's not going to send out just someone who's a little bit strong with minor telepathy to fight the Hulk. You're probably going to be like, you know, shaking down <laughs> just thugs. But as like a hitman, or a, you know, a hit woman in this case, I guess, mm-hmm. like she could just hide around a corner 
telepathically just move a gun around the corner and get you shot. She could just also as well make you think, oh no, there's like, you know, a car going to hit me and make you jump backwards into traffic. (laughs) Do you know what Mysterio does where he gets Spider-Man hit by a train? She Mm. can just do that without any of the bullshit he's got. And um, one thing I do find interesting in the notes here. Yes. It says, uh, when Mary changes into typhoid or one of her other alters, her physiological traits, i.e. like heart rate, respiratory pattern, scent, etc. also change. That means Daredevil was unable to recognize Mary as typhoid. Like Mary and typhoid is the same person, despite his enhanced senses. And even sighted people often believe the the alters are different people. Okay, that's in that probably explains why she could simultaneously date and hate Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. <laughs> so I was thinking like one thing I didn't consider so you mentioned that is like, hang on a second. Dare like she doesn't know that they're the same person, but Daredevil, Daredevil probably should. should. And that's probably mm-hmm. I was thinking I'd never considered that until you mentioned that. Hang on a second, Daredevil can just read people's heart rate and recognises what they smell like. And that means that, you know, characters like Wolverine couldn't track her if just, she just changes alter because yeah. that means she's got a different, like, scent. That's kind of interesting. That's a, like, you know what? You've brought a real good character to think. I've never heard of that character. She's super interesting, and now I want mm. her in a movie or a TV show. Like, definitely bring her into the uh, the Daredevil TV show. Oh, she'd be a great villain. That sounds like a, a really good villain to um, actually, you know, sit down and take a look at rather than just going like, you know, oh, here's a card on Marvel Snap that kicked your ass. Like, actually looking into Typhoid Mary, she seems rather interesting. It also sounds like it'd be a great villain for Matt Murdock to fight, considering that her power set seemingly perfectly counters his own. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea, like, and you could do some real fun stuff with that in a TV show as well. Like, if you, you could get some, like, really dramatic costume changes on that actress. And then you could also, you know, with the whole um, She-Hulk side of things, like, presumably they will continue to have some kind of relationship and then you could have like typhoid mary trying to seduce him and trick him and stuff like get but then you know that gets she hulk pissed off at you (laughs) (laughs) you probably probably don't want to piss off she hulk imagine like getting (laughs) kicked by like the hulk do you like kick the hulk does to like emil blonsky he just smash cuts to him in hospital in a full body cast imagine that kick but the person's wearing high heels that's gonna stick she could I guess make She-Hulk not kick her and then run. That's the, that's the move set she's got against She-Hulk. It's <laughs> no, just distract her does. with a ghost and fucking run. She just makes she like she just sets like your hair on fire. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was a that, that was a fun little dive. Yeah, Typhoid Man. I'm really interested in that character now. That's a super fun one, and I'm not sure mine's gonna beat it. So I think my character I picked is a bit more well known. Um, if only because of um, uh, what race the character belongs to. And I've also chosen um, uh, a character from Marvel's history. And my character okay. is Clurt, the Super Clurt. Scroll. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so people know about the Scrolls. The Scrolls have been in yeah. Marvel, but do they know about the Super Scroll? So, first of all, Lucas, do you know anything about Clurt, the Super Scroll? So is this the character that I'm thinking of from Ultimate Marvel? It's the Marvel? one from Ultimate Marvel, yes, because they couldn't get the Fantastic yeah, yeah. Four. <laughs> so um, as far as I can tell from that game, 
It is a scroll that has the abilities of all four Fantastic Four characters melded into one. Yes, it is. And hence, the Super Scroll. So people might be familiar with the scrolls from the MCU. The scrolls have, like, you know, basic shape-shifting abilities, and there is Secret mm-hmm. Wars coming up. But the Super Scroll, as the Secret name suggests, invasion. is, you know, not just has the ability to shape-shift, but mimic the powers of superhuman individuals. And the Super Scroll was specifically designed to have the powers of the Fantastic Four combined. And the Fantastic Design. Four are fucking ridiculous on their own. Now you put their powers into one guy, you've got a Super Scroll! Also, yeah, like, Carl meant Secret Invasion should have been... Secret, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. What did I say? But uh, you said Secret Wars, which is also coming. Oh, God, yeah, I, keep, well, I get those... The th- Hopefully people can understand why I get those two things confused. <laughs> I know Secret someone would Se- be shouting in the comments if I said nothing, but... Um, but yeah, like, so, are they... When you said designed, are they, like, genetically engineered, this Super Scroll? Oh, we'll find out, won't we? So I'll cover here with okay. first a quote from Clert the Super Scroll. What better way to die than on your feet with blood in your hands and fallen enemies underfoot? Ooh. And he is a brutal character. And, like, in Ultimate Marvel, he is so fun to play as because he's the only character who has, like, the disrespect move. And it is. It's called Worm Crush. It does almost no damage. It only works on enemies that are on the floor. And he just stomps on the dick and, like, do that thing where you stomp and rub your foot. The bayonet, oh, yeah. just, like, step on me, mummy. He's got that move. Oh, God. And, like, yeah, that's all I know the character from, but um, I've always enjoyed their moveset in that game. So, oh, that's it's so like, Yeah, it's I so think, fluid. As you say, they're not overly well-known outside of that, like, probably one game. Um, and even then, like, I've played that game and know nothing other than they've got the moveset with, like, you know, the, the Fantastic Four built in. You also know as well that he's got death penalty. And that's where he just, like, uses... Like, he just dives on them from, like, you know, the atmosphere. Oh. Faces the opposite <laughs> way and then just rubber band, like, thing fists them 50,000 times. But oh, he just turns God. into, like, one of those, like, tube guys. Like, woohoo! So well, the thing is, like, Mr. Fantastic is already scary, but... You can turn his fists into thing fists, set them on fire, and then stretch his arms at you. Yeah, while telekinetically holding you in place. Or he could do that <laughs> while invisible. So you're just there, and then an invisible, stretchy man with big, flaming rock fists starts punching oh. your dick. Oh, we have it though. So, name, Clert, current alias, the Super Scroll. And uh, his aliases include Joshua Plague, Lonza League, Pariah, Ronin. Subject NX-75 and Warlord Clert. And impersonations as a scroll include Captain Marvel, um, Carol Danvers, I guess impersonated both of them, Franklin Richards, Franklin Storm, Invincible Man, The Iron Fist, Thing, Walter Lawson. Like, conveniently left out there is any other members of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and I presume the Captain Marvel is probably like the one that preceded Carol Danvers. Potentially, yeah, but just... on. Um, it's weird, though, to have a list of impersonations as a scroll. Yeah, when think, it should just be impersonations every fucking person. It should be. In the fact, it's like things specifically, but not any other members of the Fantastic Four. But Iron mm. Fist? Would you think it'd be like, you know, what you, that'd be Clerk's, like, you know, just purpose-built to impersonate the Fantastic Four. If I was Clerk and I hated the Fantastic Four, I wouldn't even, like, you know, try and kill them. I'd just put, go in as, like, you know, Reed Richards and just Elon Musk getting tanky stock prices. <laughs> See... I was going to go the opposite way. Okay. Of I would then Im- like impersonate Doctor Doom, team up with Doctor Doom so that they can be like, there's two of us now. <laughs> two Doctor Dooms. 
No, I think it'd be what better if you just go on CNN, just disguised as Mr. Fantastic, and just start saying crazy shit to tank the stock prices. It's like, I'm going to spend $44 billion on Twitter and he can't stop me, and Reed Richards is watching the TV. He's like, like, what? what? No. Just, I'm going to impersonate Johnny Storm and drunk drive all day. You can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, what I love about this as well. If you go on, like, his relatives, it's like he's got a wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's the thing that you never expect. Like, he's like, you look at him, and he's like this green alien who punches people, and he's got a wife in the comics. And he says here, a strange, presumed deceased. Okay. Marital status, separated. Like, can you imagine a super scroll with fucking divorce court? Just, like, hiring She-Hulk to just get him out of fucking... Um, alimony paychecks, just like please. Um, like, I haven't even seen her in years. She's presumed dead at this point. When we have his uh, physical characteristics, male, six foot tall, and here's one that got me: weight, six hundred pounds. Ooh, that's a lot. That's, that's, a, a, that's dense. a dense person. <laughs> like Super Scroll is fucking dense. Hair, no hair at all. Skin green, and then like this, this 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 juxtaposition of. Skin green, unusual features, large pointed ears. He, should, he doesn't mention the fact his skin is green as an unusual feature. Because I guess he's not in Marvel. It's not that unusual no. to just be green. And um, I do like as well that, you know, Super Scroll has the Thanos chin. Yeah, he's got like the weird testicular chin, like the grimace. Mm-hmm. And then just like some other personal information. It's like he has no secret identity, citizenship of the Skull Empire. And his occupation is an adventurer and a diplomat. <laughs> it would be great in diplomatic like um, relations, wouldn't it? It's like, listen to what I say, or I'll just like fly into the atmosphere and just punch you with my, my giant rock stretchy fists. Well, I guess like you, you probably want to be good in those kind of situations because realistically, he can impersonate any like leader of any nation and just get whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Then we have here like his early life, so you want to find out about the Super Scroll. So, before he was um, uh, became the Super Scroll, Clerk was a decorated soldier in the Scroll Army. This um, led a wealthy um, uh, Scrollian Countess. <laughs> he married a, scr- a Countess to be betrothed to him. He spawned two children, a son and a daughter. He favoured his son and hated his daughter. No, <laughs> come on, no. Super Scroll, what are you doing? However, his duty no. and devotion as a soldier kept him away from his family. However, after a string of defeats, the disgraced clerk was turned away by his mate and banished from his home planet. <laughs> oh, Super Scroll! Like, the disgraced soldier that your planet doesn't even want you anymore. Um, when his daughter grew into adulthood, she sought to win her father's respect and join the Skrull army while on a mission to recover... Um, a gem from the Crete Empire. She was caught in it. She swallowed the gem and it permanently bonded to her body. Discovering that she could not die, the gem in her system and its removal would kill her. She went into hiding. This failed mission put even more shame upon Clerto. Oh. Just every member of his family sucks ass. Oh, dear. Like, also, fuck him. Why are you trying to seek his approval? He sounds like a sack of shit. <laughs> upon discovery of this failed mission, Clerk vowed to one day find his daughter and kill her for the disgrace. Fucking hell. This is what I mean? Listen, you think so? At least I I did pick a villain. You did. That was the prompt to pick a villain. And he's done yeah. This is before he became the Super Scroll. Yeah, yeah. Christ. Oh, would you like to hear about how he became the Super Scroll, though? 
I am intrigued, yeah. Because like, okay. it just sounds like he was a regular scroll. He was a very, de- that's the thing, you know, he was a regular scroll, but he was very devoted. And that's how, like, you know, they got him. Like, so under the rule of Emperor Dorek the Eighth, or Seventh, sorry, um, Clerk became the first super scroll. He was endowed with the powers of the Fantastic Four and sent to Earth to conquer it after the Fantastic Four thwarted their previous invasion attempt. Um, with the powers that were stronger than his foes, the Super Scroll was more than a match against the Fantastic Four. And he says here that um, Mr. Fantastic, however, deduced that his powers were artificial and beamed him from the Scroll throne world. So he built a jamming device that cut off the Scroll's power source. Powerless, he was imprisoned inside a dormant volcano. So he only gets his powers while, um, you know, the Scroll home. He was world. like downloading them from the Scroll home. He, he's got always online superpowers, <laughs> <laughs> he's got those EA superpowers. Oh, what happens when, like, you know, he, he tries to log back in for his powers? It's like, have you uh, got a code for your online pass? It's like, no, no, please. Oh, do you know my favourite bit about this, though, is, as I was scrolling down his life story, because he was, like, in a really early Fantastic Four comic. Mm. Like, you know, like, those really quaint, campy ones from the 60s, and he gets more and more realistic, but some of them, every now and again, he's just, like, fighting like a lizard. <laughs> and you can see like every now and again he gets drawn super detailed and scary and then every now and again it's like a knobhead yeah yeah oh well yeah he's got a pretty like you know obviously working with a fantastic voice been around for a good long while and there's a bunch mm-hmm. going on but I, I love the idea that he's just, he was just such a dickhead that's the thing about super he's a dickhead, dickhead and he loves it just sounds like a fucking asshole yeah well, he's a villain and then his power grid is. is like really interesting because his intelligence is a two so he's not very smart, but his strength, speed, durability, and energy projection are a six, five, six, six, respectively. Ooh, so it makes him like strong. potentially one of the strongest characters, like you know, in the universe. Like you know, safe, like the ones that are beyond, um, uh, like being able to measure them in that particular regard, like god Be- level and shit. Yeah, yeah. because he has like, the like- power of four of like you know, incredibly powerful beings. Like, presumably one day, maybe one day we'll do, like, you know, a, a bumper episode where we cover the Fantastic Four in one go or something, but the Fantastic Four mm. are ridiculous individually. So combining their powers into one individual can use them all simultaneously. And as you saw in you know, the description where, like, you know, his powers are greater than that of the Fantastic Four because he's able to use them in tandem to enhance them. He just doesn't have, he just lacks their intelligence and ingenuity in combat. Pretty sure that like um, Johnny Storm alone is like an Omega level threat or something. Yeah, he could um, like just one little tidbit from his um, his wiki is that he can um, ignite his flames to be so hot that the atmosphere of the Earth would catch on fire. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it's like he could just burn the Earth and then yeah, it's like of the, the Mr. Super Fantastic has that power. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic's probably the weakest, which is why he's like, but his intelligence is what makes up for that. So, but he's you know, his power's not that great when you combine with, as we mentioned, being on fire or invisible. Thing is, like, I've watched a lot of One Piece, Carl, and I will tell you that I think Mr. Fantastic just isn't trying hard enough. That's it. He does it in the comics. He's just in the movies. He's never really had a chance to shine <laughs> because they kind of treat him like a... It's that like Aquaman syndrome, isn't it? Of People presume the character is a joke, so they play up to that rather than mm. try and, like, you know, just do something that would surprise you because he just does as well, his power just doesn't look cool. No, no, it doesn't, like, and that's it, why, it, like, I think, you know, something that's way goofier, like One Piece gets away with it yeah. more, because they lean really hard into it, whereas trying to make it look good in, like, the MCU, where, like, you know, the only real representation we've had in um, 
actual MCU is obviously like that one scene where he stretches his hand out very slowly yeah. and he gets ripped apart. And like you know that live action directors know that his powers look lame because when it was like Miss Marvel, they went, Fuck it, she's got magic light powers now. The stretchy thing yes, just doesn't yeah. look cool. And I think as well that's probably to differentiate the character from just a tad, yeah. the Fantastic Four because they're obviously bringing Mr. Fantastic back soon. And then, so they e- yeah, also even kind in of... like you know his appearance in yeah like against Wanda, I'm part of the Illuminati. We beat Thanos. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> One slow reach, and um, yeah, like because you know I think a lot of the time when there's like rights issues, a lot of the things like Inhumans and Kamala Khan are like replacing characters yep. that they didn't have the rights to and wanted to bury. So like. Mr. Fantastic Powers got transferred to Kamala Khan kind of yep. thing because they didn't want to make Fantastic Four comics anymore. Never forget that when Marvel couldn't get the rights to the X-Men back from Fox, they killed Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And they released like a statement saying he's absolutely, definitely dead for reals totally this time. And the instant they got the rights back, they went, no, he's back. Like, here's a new run of Fantastic Four comics for the first time yeah. in, like, 15 years or something. And, like, Wolverine's back, too. But, yeah, powers and abilities, mm-hmm. that's the fun stuff we should get to. So, shape-shifting, um, you know, like other scrolls, Clerk is a shape-shifter. Thus, he's able to rearrange the molecules of his body at will into any form, shape, or being perceived that he chooses. This allows him to imitate the appearance of any of the members of the Fantastic Four, as well as their powers, due to his secondary ability, Super Scroll Engineering. So, he's got a hypnotic gaze. No. That's just like, you know, a, by, a byproduct of being a super scroll. He has limited mm. um, hypnotic abilities, the limits of which are not known. And then we have here the meat and potatoes. Fantastic Four mimicry. The super scroll has been biologically, oh, sorry, bionically re engineered to possess combined superhuman powers of the Fantastic Four. Um, so this equals his cosmic energy power receptors. His body has been surgically implanted with numerous power receptors. Uh, which grants him the ability to gather the same cosmic energy that mutated the Fantastic Four and mimic the functions of their powers. Originally, wow. this power had to be fed to him via a special satellite. <laughs> As time went on, while he still relied on this transmission of power, prolonged exposure made these powers begin to become permanent. It appears that he no longer requires the transmission beams to maintain his powers. Therefore, Super Scroll can mimic the power sets of the Fantastic Four, but gain more powers than the original because he still has the ability to absorb that radiation. You know, right, they yeah. absorb the radiation, it mutated them, he can like, you know, absorb it forever. He just keeps getting stronger and stronger over time as he absorbs more of it. Yeah. As a result, he can fly faster than the human torch, stretch more than 100 miles, <laughs> lift more than 100 tons, amongst other things. And he can do all of them simultaneously. So he could be 100 miles long and fly uh, <laughs> like the speed of sound. Like... Imagine that clothesline coming in. I was about to say, can you like if he just stretched his arms out to like you know a hundred miles wide and just <laughs> ran across America and clotheslined well, everyone? Fly and and he could turn them into like the thing as well. It, it could make his arms rock hard yeah. and clothesline a hundred miles of country in one go. Then you could just like decimate there. the forests. <laughs> he says here that you know the powers of the human torch that he's able to you know sorry. A limited amount of the powers of the, the human torch is able to mimic include pyrokinesis, so he can control ambient heat energy and the physical ability to transform his entire body or portions of his body into a theory, and here's where it gets better than Bloody Mary, unfortunately for her, plasma-like state, which means that it has no, yeah. no tangible physical form. 
which means that if he transforms into that state, like the Human Torch can, he's basically unkillable, because the Human Torch can turn into living plasma, and like a- anything you hit him with just either gets immediately burned up or passes straight through him harmlessly. And like this is the start of his power. Yeah, set. the start of his powers is can turn into living plasma and be invincible. And obviously, as well, he's completely immune to all flames and like you know um, heat differentials. So he could like you know go walk mm. around on the sun. Fire manipulation. He can generate shapes composed of any fire uh, from any point on his body. So he could fart like you know a, a river of flames or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's could... the first thing you go to. Is what I'd do. Yeah. Um, he can also fly with mental stimulation of his flame from a jet of fire from his feet directed behind him, and then heat absorption. And it says here, and I quote, you can absorb an infinite amount of heat. Oh which means God. that he's like a really good counter to the Fantastic Four because he can just take it. Like, you know, just turn around and the Human Torch is literally useless against him then. Yeah, because anything the Human Torch can do, he can just absorb it. And then all the powers of the thing, the most prominent being, superhuman strength. He possesses superhuman strength beyond the natural limits of even the strongest scroll. His limits uh, are sufficient enough to lift well in excess of 100 tons. Um, he has, like, you know, emitted force high enough to hurt incredibly tough beings, such as Thor or the Silver Surfer. Like the Herald of Galactus himself. Yeah. And then again, we're only halfway through. All the powers of the Invisible Woman, including invisibility. You know, pretty self-explanatory. But then also the psionic force fields of the Invisible Woman. So through concentration, projects a field of psionic force. You can manipulate in a number of relatively simple forms, such as rectangular planes, cylinders, globes, domes, cones, etc. And I just like the idea of making a big square <laughs> and just put do you like the mime thing of being trapped in a box. But imagine if he does that, but then there's like then the box is on fire. <laughs> like. The- it just slowly, slowly heats up. Yep. Just ever so slowly. So he, he clearly doesn't have as much control over, like, you know, the Sonic Force. Or maybe, you know, because he's not as intelligent. Hmm. You know, he lacks, like, you know, the creativity that would, like, you know, naturally be required to make, like, you know, an interesting shape. So I know, like, the Invisible Woman can, like, you know, do things like make those fossils inside your head. Or she, like, puts them around people's heads so they can't breathe, for example. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the thing. We should cover the Fantastic. Maybe we can do like a yeah, wiki we should, on yeah. the. Now that we've got the right spike to them, you know. <laughs> I guess maybe if people want to see that in the comments, let us know. If you'd like us to cover mm. like the Fantastic Four in an episode or something, or, you know, over the course of two episodes, they, they would be quite lengthy, I imagine, because there's a lot to cover. just like dedicate an entire podcast to the four characters. No, but then, um, then all the powers of Mr. Fantastic, including like you know, his plasticity, so the ability to you know, change his form at will, elongation, mm-hmm. which he can use for both grappling and movement, and then he can combine powers. And this is where like you know the Super Scroll shines. He can combine and use more than one power at a time, which allows him to combine them in various ways. For example, he can create force fields in his flames so that they do not extinguish, amongst other things. Hmm. And what would be the way you'd combine these powers, just for you? I mean, I mean, Next thing, straight like, away the 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 hundred mile long clothesline sounds yeah. like a good shout. I won't do a hundred mile one. I will do fifty miles that way. Fifty <laughs> miles that way. Set both hands on fire, and then I'm just gonna spin. <laughs> I'm gonna do the biggest double lariat the world has ever seen. That's like um, that's like some incineral shit, isn't it? Yeah, like the darkest of darkest <laughs> lariats. But I would do it while also psionically making sure I'm stood on top of, like, you know, an orb. I think I'd quite like to, you know, put 
me and somebody else mm-hmm. in a force field, then rub a man around them, turn into the thing and just keep heating. No, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Do you know what like Dash does in um uh Incredibles? Incredibles. Like Violet makes the orb and he's oh, like yeah. and he just they just create the pain <laughs> sphere. I'd do that. But set it on fire. Yeah. I would wait for I would get like Quicksilver okay. to join my side and say, Quicksilver, trust me. Step inside, <laughs> step into my office. Step get him inside that and just like let him go wild, but then also the orb is on fire. Uh, the fiery orb of like just infinite speed and death. Yeah, and then I'd fly like a hundred miles into the air and I'd like Joe like a city. And I would play it like um, pinball. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I didn't even think about the fact that he realistically could just fly into the air and just meteor bomb back down. Yeah, well, that's why he's like, well, that's one of his moves in, like, Marvel. Where it's like his yeah, meteor true, strike, like, where he, could... he uses, like, his elasticity, he throws his hand into the air. Like, you know, he puts all his weight into one thing, then just, like, you know, Johnny storms his way towards the ground with giant um, uh, thing fists. But if you just turned completely into the thing and, yeah, went max speed back into Earth from space, like, how much of a crater is that making? Oh, enough to, can, you know, at the very least do enough damage to finish a combo in all that Marvel. Then we have... His, <laughs> yeah, we don't forget true. his abilities as well. Because he is, like, you know, a trained soldier in the Skrull Empire, so he has Skrull military training, so he's an excellent hand-to-hand combatant, and that's... You're a really good hand-to-hand combatant. We can fight from 50 miles away. <laughs> yeah, like, try fighting true. someone who's, at, like, you know, they're at home. He's at home on his sofa. He just sends his fist out the door and kick your ass with it. An invisible fist out the <laughs> door. Uh, so he's good at aviation, so he can drive like advanced warp drive, uh, advanced warp drive using starships in the school military. He's you know, excellent in unarmed combat uh, due to his involvement in the Kree school war and fighting the Fantastic Four on multiple occasions. He's an excellent marksman, not that he needs it. Like His fist can reach further than most weapons can. And then this is why I like creative power use because the Super Scroll is more creative in the use of his powers when compared to the Fantastic Four due to his lack of concern for human life, <laughs> i.e. decapitation. Holy shit. Well, I guess if you don't give a shit if you're going to kill someone, yeah. the Fantastic Four yeah, always have to villain. worry about collateral damage. He doesn't. No, if, I, if I've been taught anything by Zack Snyder, heroes don't need to worry about that shit, Carl. And then weaknesses his physical condition. Despite his power enhancement, he's still subject to fatigue, disease, and injury. Mm-hmm. So he's still, at the end of the day, like, you know, a scroll. Yeah. And a scroll beam dependence form. I like it's called the scroll beam. What's the scroll beam? Well, that's the thing that kept him his powers from the, the satellite. Oh, right, the initially, beam. but he doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, yeah. and his paraphernalia is this, like, you know, a standard scroll military uniform, which, you know, owing to the scroll's unique biological nature, can, like, you know, provide life support in space and change um, uh, its, you know, appearance at will. A military kit, which includes, like, you know, weaponry and stuff that he might need, and then a military transport kit, such as, like, you know, which is a warp drive starship. So the standard scroll military outfit can withstand all of those Fantastic Four powers. So I assumed, like, you know, he'd need some Edna mode on the case. It just says here that it changes size and shape. doesn't mention anything about it being specifically tailored to his power set, but I imagine, mm. like, there's probably comic explanations somewhere that he gets a special one. Like, could he just ring up Reed Richards and be like, I'll, I'll not punch you in the face this week if you can develop me a super suit combines all four of your suits. Maybe he just walks around naked. If you can be on fire all the time, do you really matter I if mean, you're naked? You could just pretend you can shapeshift to look like you're in clothes. I guess so, yeah. That doesn't matter. Yeah. But then we have here, there's like just one note here, and it's his legacy. 
despite being the most feared warrior in the school empire, for obvious fucking reasons, he is an outcast <laughs> of his race. And despite this, Clerk considers himself to be always loyal to the scrolls, and many in the scroll empire seem to be a relic from a bygone era, but there are those who consider him to be a hero. That's kind of like, you know, that makes sense. It's like, he's like the finest, deadliest soldier we have. And it's pretty good that he likes being a scroll, mm-hmm. But we don't like having him around because he's really fucking dangerous. Like, last thing, he was already a disgraced scroll in the first place. And now he's a super scroll. But- and that's how they like, managed to lure him into being. It's kind of like Rambo in a way, isn't it? That thing of like, Is you it- know, he was, you know, a special forces soldier, like, you know, you know. Who you know, bought into the whole like the patriotism aspects of fighting for his country, mm. did his duty, and then they're like, no, fuck him. But like, they should be really careful if they're aware that he's now a super scroll that can just burn their planet down. Because at any point, he could just decide, I'm really, I've had enough of being just, you know, shafted by you guys yeah. and told that I'm, I'm banned from the planet. I'm just going to burn you all. But he does say that he is like fanatically um, uh, committed to the scroll empire. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't imagine he's going to change his mind anytime soon. But just the idea of like we made the the greatest soldier ever, and yeah, because I think that's just Captain America, but better in it. Like Captain America's like I was genetically engineered to be the perfect soldier, and Clark's like, oh, that's sick. Like, oh, how how far can you punch someone away from? It's like not <laughs> this far. You can't set on fire. You can't fly. You're the greatest soldier ever in this universe. Fucking hell. At least you're what this I mean, planet considers to be a super soldier. You can't fly. You don't have giant rock fists. You can't psychically, um, uh, like, you know, set people on fire. That is true, but at the same time, obviously, Captain America's, like, title is, like, he's the peak of human potential. He's, yeah, he's not, not the like... peak of scroll potential, like, super scroll. Yeah. Is. <laughs> One of the things I want to mention well that I like about scroll is that artwork of him is always either really cool or really bad because the artist obviously always wants to try and use all four powers at once. And it's really mm, difficult to yeah. draw that. And it kind of shows like which um, uh, members of the Fantastic Four have the more interesting power set. Because literally almost every time they draw him, he has a sphere around him of like psychic energy and just one stretchy hand. Right. But then yeah. he's like, you know, he's on fire with rock face. It's like, yeah, it's always just the sphere. He's always inside the sphere if he's like doing the, um, uh, the invisible woman's power. That's the thing, isn't it? If, like, I do wonder why he wouldn't just be similar to Johnny Storm on fire all the time. Yeah, it's, it's that thing, like, they want to show him using all four at once, but in a combat scenario, realistically, you'd only want to use, like... Realistically, you'd just be plasma mana all the yeah, time. Yeah, like, if he was going to do that, he would be on fire all of the time, except for the fact that he would be, like, you know, sending out psionic balls of this fire at people in every <laughs> conceivable direction at once. Like, you would bear. Why would you ever use the stretchy form when the stretchy form can be physically harmed or damaged? Mm-hmm. Like the plasma form is just so much more efficient. Even like um, the thing, it's like the thing is incredibly resilient, um, yeah. tough, but it's not invincible. It's not yeah. like it's impervious to damage. And yeah, there are counters to being like in his flame forms. It's like you know removing oxygen, but he's wearing a suit that allows him to breathe in space. So yeah, even if you yeah. deprive him of oxygen, like and kill his flames, as it were, Johnny Storm's flames are specifically written in the comics as being immune to that. Mm-hmm. And like you know, Super Scroll is more powerful than Johnny Storm, so that wouldn't work. So he does like oh, it's God. one of those things of like because he has this thing. It's like that I feel like writers and artists are hamstrung by the fact well, he's got to use all the powers at once. Like, but why would you? Why would you not just use the fire powers all the time? <laughs> like, why would he bother getting into a fist fight with the thing when he can just be on fire and invincible? 
Just melt his legs. No, oh, that's so on it. Not even melt his legs, just fly into his eyes. Oh, God. Just at once. But yeah, that's Clert the Super Scroll. I've greatly enjoyed learning about Typhoid Mary. Yeah, and I've enjoyed learning more about how ridiculously powered Super Scroll is because you know, just knowing from a fighting game where it's like, obviously they're all meant to be like similarly powered kind yeah. of thing. But so, yeah. that's what, how much of a dick he is. <laughs> that's the thing. That's why I wanted to cover the Super Scroll because like, I'm wondering if he's going to appear in like the MCU because they've like done the the thing about the scrolls are actually it's the twist, isn't it? The scrolls are actually nice. It's the Kree who are bad. However, they've kind of done that thing of setting themselves up as well. We are one aspect. Of, yeah, there like, might be some like this is like one clan within the scrolls, and I, and I, then I do hope we get presumably secret invasion will be the bad scrolls of an hour period. Mm-hmm. I do hope we get a super scroll. I hope we get a super scroll. If they're doing secret invasion, like you'd think that's got to be reasoning to to put super scroll in. Just for his personality of like just being unapologetically a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Like just a, a hero, a villain who doesn't give a fuck and he's like, I'm just gonna punch people and set them on fire. And the fact is <laughs> why he's so <laughs> arrogant and confident people. in his abilities. But I love when villains are like just super cocky and they can back it up. It would be interesting if they changed Super Scrolls' abilities to be more along the lines of like he could copy anyone in the MCU roster, but like we've already had Taskmaster. Obviously, that would make him far too powerful. Yeah, and we've had Taskmaster, and they didn't really do that too well. But Taskmaster can only like mimic what they see. Yeah. Whereas, like, obviously, the Super Scroll can like literally change his. Power, yeah, like just... you know. They've already tried to do the thing, like, they have everyone else's powers already, and they didn't do it that well. But either way... No, they didn't. Mm, yeah. The fucking Super Scroll, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, if you'd like to help us uh, decide uh, which wiki won this week, you can do this in the comments below. And do you have any ideas for next week? I did mention, like, doing the Fantastic Four one. Like, you know, we don't I have to do like, that next week, but have you got an idea doing for Doing comic week, books, like, week to week might just be a bit much. It so might like... be a bit much, yeah. So we'll put that on the back burner for now. But have you got any ideas for like, what we could cover on the, the next episode? Like, I think we just do another surprise podcast. Okay, so we're just going to bring out anything. So next week, um, it could be anything. Just something myself and Lucas are going to bring from the depths of the internet and uh, try mm-hmm. and uh, entertain and educate everyone listening at home. hope so, and hopefully uh, people have enjoyed the wikis that we brought today and have learned something new about a comic book. I fucking did. I learned yeah, that like Typhoid Mary is a top tier card in like Marvel Snap. <laughs> I want to. I want to build the Typhoid Mary deck. Oh and it's just her and all, and it's going to be her, Matt Murdock. Do you know what? We could build like the, the fuckboy deck. <laughs> and it's just all the characters who canonically just fuck all the time. You've got Wolverine, you've got Matt Murdock, She-Hulk, Typhoid Mary, um, uh, Ray, uh, Raven Darkholm from Mystique. Mm. Just get all the characters who canonically just fucking get it consistently <laughs> and thoroughly. I wonder if they've thought about building like those cards to work together, the foot, the footboy deck. <laughs> the Matt Murdock one is just like the power is sleep with an opposing card. Don't call when it just damages morale. <laughs> don't wear she hulk. Send him away in a straight jacket. Yeah, don't when she hulk's like on that in the show, she's on the app. It's like, oh come on, text me. And they're like, did you mm. text him back? He's like, yeah, a little bit. And they're like, ooh, <laughs> the mental damage. Yeah. Do it. Thank you all for joining. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, 
and subscribe this episode for more content like this. Maybe not exactly like this, but like this. <laughs>